Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin, once again, doing our duty to spin the news the best possible way. That's right. No, you know, we're telling we're telling the truth. You're, you're, are you dropping the broadcast journalism thing? You're just like, no, no, we're just doing spin now. Spin, yeah. No, I'm spinning it. We're trying to spin it to sanity for people, I think is what I'm, I'm saying. But it needs to sound edgy. I want to draw people in. You know? Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, that's that's just it. just trying to trying to get your hook. Got it. Yeah. Well, no. So, a couple different topics to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about. Um, I I've seen the the mask and the the Wuhan uh, lab leak stuff start to reemerge. Uh, this it was, week it was a lab leak. It's confirmed by the government. Confirmed. Yeah. Well. Do you do you just believe whatever the government says, Tim? Wow, I didn't I expect I you to be a sheep. What a freaking Gosh. conundrum it is for me. I, <laughs> but I'm a, we'll, when we get it onto the radio, we'll talk about. Wow. Um, some of yeah, you and Tim, I have had had this conversation in the past. Tim, Tim the sheep. All right, Tim the I sheep, know, O'Connor. Right? That's believe what the wow, government just, tells just you. Listen to whatever the government says. I don't, yeah. Sure you are you sure you're not gonna change positions now now that the government has said it's plausible? It was always plausible. It was the 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 sequencing of the virus <laughs> perhaps does not occur in nature. Yeah. All right, well, well so we'll we'll talk about all that stuff. But of course, folks, if you have any other things other news items that you want to talk about, make sure you drop them in the comment. Or if you just have commentary to add to our discussion, of course, we love the participation. We love the interaction. We're, we we're excited to be back after a couple of weeks. Uh, last week, the producers were on vacation, so we didn't need to do a show. And I had an event on Tuesday yeah. night, so couldn't do it. And I wasn't feeling up to it anyway, so it worked out well. Yeah, exactly. So all that in mind, we're going to jump in to the show in just a few minutes and thanks everyone who's already jumping in participating hey shelly good evening i believe what the founding fathers said yeah sure well why not they said a lot of stuff they they did say a lot of stuff i mean alexander hamilton not always the greatest not gonna gonna lie did some some of his ideas about government not super great some of you know other founding fathers their ideas about you know what individuals deserve freedom Maybe not also great, but they, they're flawed. All individuals flawed. are flawed, Kevin, on some level. But they yeah. still created. But overall, yeah, that's uh, best republic that existed. Yeah, <laughs> ever. We agree. But all right, so we're gonna start the show in just a couple seconds. Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson here today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Variant O'Connor. Hey, Kevin, I'm here, man. I am, I'm excited to have this conversation. I welcome the government into my previous conspiracy theory.
theories. Thank you very much for catching up. Yeah, no, we, Tim and I were talking before the show. So again, th- thanks, folks, for joining us here on, on WYSL. And we're doing the live stream, of course. Tuesday night is the live stream. Thursday is when this show is broadcast on WYSL. But Tim was talking before a show about how he's believing the government about something. And uh, I call him a sheep yeah. uh, be- because now, now Tim is towing the government line on uh, yeah. the lab leak theory. And, uh, yeah, so, Tim, why are you uh, so obedient to the government now? Like, what, what, what made you change your mind to, to I, stop I, and, and love the state? I feel like the government has finally caught up to the conspiracy theorists. They're, they're finally realizing that sometimes when people say things like this sequence of, of genomes in this DNA structure of this virus doesn't occur in nature naturally, but it can be forced to happen in a lab – and then they ban that person. They drop them from Twitter. They kick them off of social media. When they say something like that, and they're like a literal like genetic scientist, that that maybe those things have value. Like, and, and instead of crapping all over them like the government did, perhaps there was a valid discussion to be had back then. And certainly, guys, you know, like it, it was anti-Trump when Trump said it, it happened in a lab. Everybody went crazy. It definitely didn't happen in bat soup. I said that from day one. That's it. I mean, it, it still could have been a wet market thing. It, like again, I, I I'm gonna go with like there's a pretty good amount of evidence that it did come from a lab. And yeah, fair, fair you amount. know, and, and and we're gonna talk about the, the U.S. Department of Energy stuff, and also like the FBI did. Like that. That's the thing we really wanted to talk about was like the government. Uh, starting to be like, well, maybe this did happen. Now, like they're kind of coming around to it a bit more. But it was always kind of possible, and it's it's still possible it came from a, a wet market, okay, or you know, bat in a cave, or it was a naturally occurring virus that they were studying in the lab, and then it got out that way. There's a bunch of different things that could happen, but it's hard to tell because the folks who came in and investigated it weren't didn't really seem to be doing it in good faith. The World Health Organization, with folks who were uh, kind of tied in with both the the, the government of China and uh, folks who were kind of mixed up in what very well could have been gain of function research well, yes <laughs> so. that's the thing right no, number one we have to we have to admit that there is gain of function research going on in the world right now now does the u.s sponsor all of it like who, there's there's arguments to be had about that but the reality is is like this kind of research isn't done on u.s soil as far as i know even though i it's think not- you and i did a show where they kind of it sounded a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like- so it's 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 not legal to do it. Um in there's a few labs where it kind of starts to look like maybe they're getting close to like crossing that line into illegal cuz like it is legal and and even smart to like research viruses and try to figure out like what ones could cross over into humans, right? Like that's you want to study that and figure out what mechanisms make them work and then how to you like fight against those, right? Like that's that's what it's supposed to be for. But yeah, we had talked about uh, a case in like Boston where they're they were trying to make like it seemed like they're trying to make a more dangerous version of COVID, yeah. um, and and like ah oh, that sort of seems like maybe it's it's crossing that line there. So so we had talked about that a few months back. Um, Guys, as a conspiracy theorist, I'm not done. Just so you know, now that the government's finally catching up to us, they're catching up to us for a reason, right? They want to defuse the anger in the populace, and get us to all kind of just settle down. That's why Woody Harrelson, a well world renowned actor, all of a sudden is telling stories on SNL about, you know, 
if we were to plan this thing, what would we have done different kind of joking around? And, uh, you know, mainstream media is in the pockets of big corporations. Pharma buys up advertising. Why are we joking about that now? Why, why, you know, what do you think, Kevin, about my latest? They're doing it on purpose to diffuse anger theory. Uh, I mean, my my theory is is again more boring. It's just that it takes the government a while to to catch up and do anything and to put out any conclusions. And even with this, like the this whole like Wall Street Journal story about how like uh, COVID was likely caused by a laboratory leak, it's kind of oversold a bit. Um, because what the Department of Energy said was they had, you know a theory that maybe it did come from lab leak, but they had low confidence in the theory and, and, and same with some of the other government uh, agencies that investigated it. And the reason why they have low confidence is we're not sure. I can speculate on that and everyone certainly is, but like it's a classified report. They didn't say why my hmm. guess is probably that they didn't really have all that much evidence because the folks who were originally supposed to go in and do the investigation destroyed all the evidence which we, we kind of know right, right. Well, because they were kind of could have been on the hook for some of what was going on right like they don't want it known that they're doing gain-of-function research they don't want it they, they if it's like the government investigates itself and finds it does nothing well let's like with the specifically with the folks operating like through the chinese government is yeah. it's it's a it's like the the chernobyl type situation right where, where where people are worried about their job they don't want to be the politician who becomes the scapegoat for like this happening on their watch so they what do they do they try to cover it up they worried. like that that's my theory on it just because like that that's what we know about these kind of totalitarian all consuming political systems is that people will act in sometimes devious ways to cover their own butt because they're worried about the political fallout of something happening on their watch in their region. Imagine that, right? Imagine that. That's truly a beautiful time we live in, Kevin, when we have these people have that much power that they can investigate themselves and destroy evidence, manipulate evidence, move it out of the way, classify documents. It's frustrating, I think, for for and it does nothing to alleviate my conspiracy theory nature. Theorist. Yeah. No, I mean it's the 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 origin of a lot of real conspiracy theories, I think are mostly that. It's oh crap, something bad happened on our watch. We need to cover it up. And then they start getting, hey, if you don't want to be like the person famous for this screw up, then like you're going to help cover it up too. That's how a lot of this stuff ends up happening. It's either no one's paying attention or someone's just trying to be like, uh, well, you know, well, it, it's, it's, it's better for everyone. It's better for the party if we all just pretend this didn't happen. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's better for, it's, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. There's some killer comments out there that I think the radio listeners would love. Yeah, well, we'll read some of them off. Grab them. All right. Let's Put them see. up. It, read their name and then read the comments. Shout out to my brother, Pat O'Connor, on Facebook. It is possible that it came from a bat cave. After being placed there from lab workers, they literally had an experiment that releasing viruses in caves were part of the design. So I'm not going to say that that's conjecture. What happens is, is that stories get told there's truth to everything these things are are war gamed to to massive extents i don't know what do you think about that maybe one? i mean i so i don't know about that like them releasing 
stuff into the cave, but I know like there's a, a set of caves in like that region of China where like the first SARS came out and where like was it like Barberg virus came out and where like Ebola might have come like there there's might have been some pretty serious viruses that came out of that area. So it, it actually it makes sense that they were studying that stuff. It's just a matter of a were they doing gain of function research on this to try to make it more likely uh, either the bioweapon thing is plausible, but it's probably more likely they were doing gain of function or or just regular research to try to figure out how these viruses worked generally and then screwed up somehow. Like they just accidentally let it out didn't didn't follow the safety protocols, whatever. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not on the. I, I think it's less plausible. It's possible, I guess, but it's less plausible that it was done on purpose. That like, oh, they just they released this to cause chaos in the world. I mean, I, I don't think that that I'm actually would be a very of, bad plan. As much as I hate to say it, I'm kind of with you on that, Kevin. Like, it this is a a, a cluster of an accident, right? Like, yeah. I left out the expletive word to go along with it. Thanks, because we're doing radio stuff. Yes, I forgot, right. I'm doing my best to remember that. So. The, the issue is, is like, this is a cluster arrangement of a, a, a mistake and then, of course, the cover up and then, of course, the lies. And then, of course, the way that the government responded to it, all of it created this massive mess. I, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin and end with it. Like, it's going to go on forever. Our, our children's lives have been irrevocably changed by this. Our, our perception of the government and our trust in our, our agencies, it's just all been... and it's it's been roughed up man that's all there is to it yeah no it, it it for sure has um and a lot of trust is is gone and you know and i see this comment from uh, brian uh who on facebook who says uh, the government knew from the beginning truth couldn't uh, come out at that time because it would have made trump right again so I, I don't know like i i don't know that like trump really knew either like he he donald trump is really good at making like good political scapegoats and which is why like the the democrats like seized on like the dumb opposite version of that where Trump's like, ah, we're going to blame China for this because then, you know, that, that gets the, the focus off of him and his CDC botching like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and then Democrats flip it over to be like, ah, he's blaming China. He's racist. And like, what? No, that's not, it's not it either guys. Come on. Can we, can we have an adult conversation here? Like, <laughs> There was so much racial animus used at the beginning of the COVID thing, first it was used against the Chinese, like oh, the Chinese wet market. One of the like painting it as this most disgusting place in the in the, the on the face of the planet, where diseases come out of practically every day. And then it was like, oh my God, I can't believe Trump's saying it came from China. What a racist! And I was just like, how do they get to play both sides of it like that? Like yeah. that? Well, like the, the Chinese wet market thing, like. The Chinese wet market things like it's it's a real thing like they those do exist over there they they kind of had cropped up because of food necessity during like the um the the Mao days yeah. uh the, you know, inspired they, by communism yeah <laughs> they, so you you end up with these markets with a bunch of um you know unusual meats there because that's all that folks could get yeah so, so it, it just yeah, no, I, and I was, I'm glad you went through that explanation again, because I think that, that people need to know the wet markets are real, but it's a real, like, if you think about it, it's kind of like this real way to get real food amongst your neighbors. It's not yeah. something where they're going to go out of their way to poison you. You know what I mean? It, it, it's more yeah. legit and it's 
actually has a, a, a better use than what calling it a wet market and trying to make it sound just awful. Yeah, just a, a desperate response to uh, the you know disaster of communism. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and, and I want to read this follow-up comment from Ryan, too. He said, they released the virus to, to keep people inside from protesting. Hong Kong had too many people in the streets with the American flag. Had to get people off the streets, get them sick, and send them inside. Uh, maybe. I mean, they, if, if that was their plan, they're certainly coming to regret that because now they've had people protesting the lockdowns because they've they locked people, literally locked people in their like apartments and houses for the last several years. And people have been getting out in the streets and the government's actually been caving into some of those demands. They suddenly said in, in, in China, it's like, well, you know, uh, virus is over. We, we won, guys. Mission accomplished. And just uh just opened everything up um in response to that stuff so their kind of the weakness of their government is is showing you know maybe maybe it i again i'm not i don't really believe that that's what was done on purpose i think it was it was more plausible that it was an accident but uh right and but i do think that that how the government used it was certainly convenient to government's goals of increasing its power, of centralizing its authority, of of demanding people believe in a central authority where they they basically yeah. a lot of people, Kevin, in my opinion, have supplanted religion for a love of government, and I think that that's a very dangerous place to be, and I think that that's where we're at in society. It is. Uh, I, I I I'm I'm down with that with that theory that people start to replace what they would have used as a religion with with government. Um, and and they start to talk about it in the same With, way. And all the, the crusades just waiting to happen. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so. crusades and shibboleths and uh, you know, prohibited words and yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a mess. Uh, yeah. And so so just focusing back on like the, the main story for a second again, US Department of Energy does this thing. Uh I don't know. Like I to to me mostly this is it's not that it's like a nothing burger because like they they are doing this. there's a bunch of folks on the left who are like ah it's not a big deal and they're, they're still not like apologizing or acknowledging like the the weird insanity of all the social media channels like banning any discussion of like hey it, it's possible it came from a lab no banned you're racist See you later. like it's lock you down what does yeah like that that stuff was always ridiculous and it's still there's this you know conflation with um. I don't know, like it, a conflation with like a conspiracy theory that maybe has less plausibility compared to one that, oh, hey, maybe like this came out of this area that had this lab that was doing research on this stuff. And it seemed like the government of China tried to cover up any way of exploring that maybe something did come from this lab. Like that, that that's that was something that smart scientists, smart people were saying this whole time. And and you get back to that religion thing, like, no, you can't speak out against this. Like this is where it came from. This is a story. You stick to the line. And if you don't, you get banned from social media. Like just a again, weird, weird crusade. Weird times that we that we just went through and hopefully we're we're moving back in a better direction. Uh, we do have a a a an outlier comment that I want to talk about Plum Island oh, sure. Z Center. So, um, Patricia on Facebook. Patricia out there in YouTube world. Uh, Plum Thank Island you. Animal Disease Center is a United States federal research facility dedicated to the study of foreign, foreign animal diseases of livestock. And it's just off the north, northeast coast of Long Island. It's technically Connecticut, if I remember correctly. Um, 
the the argument this i've seen this before i've never really traveled down this wormhole maybe you have but uh, Lyme disease is a disease that leaked from plum island in that research facility yeah no I, i've heard that like again i i i don't know like again that that jumps into the realm of like maybe it's possible like this is where lyme disease originated it is it, it pretty it's kind of close to that area um it it's possible so I, I I don't know 100%, um, and I'm not gonna, you know, say so. But it's it's definitely worth looking into, and and I like I've I've heard the the evidence, and I'm like ah, maybe maybe, um, and I mean, and Lyme disease is, is a, a you know pretty serious thing. It can uh, knock you out for a while. I've had a a couple friends who've had it, and it'll just yeah. Some people uh, don't recover from it, to be honest. Yeah, like they it gets in their system and it just destroys their their. Uh, it gives them an immuno response problem and they can no longer fight off other diseases too. So it, yeah. it, it's pretty serious. Like it's a really serious disease. It is. And, and uh, it's, it's probably going to be a big problem this summer because I don't know, at least in, in this part of New York, like we, we barely had a winter. So the ticks are probably going to be bad this year. Ticks, ticks that definitely like mild winters as do I, but I'm not a tick just to be honest. No. Here's a general comment about communism. You know, guys, our friend Brian LaRusso says communism never works. Eventually, people will rise back up. I know the old saying that always applies to communism. You can vote your way in, but you got to shoot your way back out. That's that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't know. Most of the time. I mean, like the a lot of the Soviet Union, there's a lot of places where they didn't have to quite shoot their way out. But the threat was there. Yeah. And so that's that. Yeah, no, that that's a huge huge part of it, and <laughs> um, and and you gotta hope people do rise up and uh and and do something about it, um, and yeah, no, get get a few more comments about the Lyme disease. It shows like Lyme disease is a bioweapon that got loose, and I, I don't know how I go that far. As I said I'm kind of the same way as like the the Wuhan lab leak. Like they were probably doing some research with uh some stuff that uh was towing the line and uh maybe got out that way um you never well, know steve becker what's worse ticks or politics blood suckers everywhere <laughs> he's, he's always on point always on point all right th thanks steve all right so with that we do have to head to a break we, we have we have another covid related thing coming up next to we're gonna talk about some mass studies Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. A Free Solution. Oh, man. I sent Lyme disease three times. Shelly, that, that stinks. That's it's rough. That's, so, some people don't get rid of it. Like, it flares up, yeah. goes away, flares up, goes away. I know uh, people, like, I know a guy... He was sick with it, and when he he got better, and then when he died, they said he died from Lyme's disease. Like he died relatively young. He he, wow. he never really got healthy. He never really recovered from it. Yeah, no, that's that's tough. That's that was a good one. I meant to put that. Yeah, one. I wonder how much uh, money the Department of Energy spent studying the lab leak scenario. Following the money is my favorite approach. I I wish we had talked about this on the radio a bit, but uh, I was a bit. I never figured out why. Is the Department of Energy doing this? Like what? Of all, that. of all the departments, like 
like okay like the cdc doing this yeah you know that makes sense yeah Uh, the department of energy like even like the fbi doing that like uh, okay sure i guess but like the department of energy why why do we have why does the department of energy have an investigative arm like i i'm I, I mean, I could see them having it for like yeah. if something happens at like a nuclear power plant, they want to be able to send in experts to like investigate what happened, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, I get that. Why are they investigating a lab leak? Like, what? Why? What is? It? They, maybe, they, maybe someone knows a smart answer to this, but like this one just baffles me. I, I don't I'm get it. With, they they needed to find an unbiased department in the government so that they could send them over and maintain sort of a third party investigative status and it had to be the US Department of Energy because they had no dogs in that fight. Something. Or you know, they just had some leftover budget and you yeah. know, if you don't use it then it just goes away so they got to use it's it and then ask for more. Like that's that's just how it works, Tim. That 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 is how it works. <laughs> you just got to use it. Otherwise, you know, like what if they need it next time? Yeah, well, there you go. Uh and yeah, I know. Like, well, wrapping up this stuff too, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on to the the mass thing. It's I don't think we're gonna get like a definitive answer ever. Like, like I don't think there's ever gonna be like a clear smoking gun. Big ah, that that was the thing. It's no, not gonna happen. But by design, too, probably right. I mean, yeah. they're not going to say the government has all the power in the world, man. They have a monopoly on violence. That there will there will be no whistleblowers. That's it, you know. Yeah. So probably not. All right. So we can head back. A free solution. Welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson Oster today, joined by Tim the Freedom Baron O'Connor. I'm here, Kevin, and we're going to talk about masking again. That's back in the news. Back in the, it is back in the news, and you know, I saw like uh, headlines about how masking doesn't work. Cochrane study proves that masking doesn't work. I know you had another study that you wanted to uh, to talk about I, as well. I have a much better study than, than talking about the Cochrane study, which is actually, but we should talk about it a little bit because it's an a meta analysis. Yeah, gold, yeah, gold standard. Of studying studies, that's what Cochrane does. Like this Cochrane Institute, it's a nonprofit organization. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way of putting it too. Yeah, um, and so so they they study studies, right? And and they came to the the guy who led the study on masking came to the conclusion that masks do not appear to work with spreading to stop the spread of diseases. Now, there's been a lot of pushback on that. Uh, yeah. One guy in particular, the guy that, you know, the, the some guy in California that's a, a rich venture capitalist kind of, let's let's say. Is it the, you're talking about the one I retweeted? Yeah, I think so. He 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 basically came back with that. Tomas Pollo? Yeah, him, him, who, who did a lot of mathematical analysis and, and some of the modeling that he created for computers to, to predict where COVID was going to go and how to manage the COVID bubbles and stuff like that. That, that actually was reasonably intuitive and reasonably had predictive value didn't like this study for some reason i don't know yeah i mean just like some of his stuff is he he felt that some of the studies that uh didn't 
show the effectiveness of masking. He felt that they were overweighted or sometimes double counted. Uh, and again, I don't know enough about this. I, I retweeted it. Whenever I retweet something, folks, just know it, do, it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with it. I don't put that thing in my profile. RT doesn't equal endorsements. But like it, it just means I found it interesting and worth thinking about a little bit more sometimes. And and this is why I thought about that one, too. So you can see it's probably the, the top of my Twitter page, Kevin Wilson, ROC. Um, and just, yeah, there's a few things that are a little bit strange about how the, the meta-analysis was put together that makes me think like, um, I don't, I don't know that that conclusion should have been as strong as it, it as it should have been, as as it was presented as as like masks definitely don't work, right? Um, given how they weighted some of the studies, and versus there were a few studies that seem to suggest, particularly in COVID, that it might have worked, but there's like there's some studies in there that are a bit strange, like oh well, we did a study of masks for people attending the Hajj, so like the uh, Muslim pilgrimage um, to, uh, to 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 Saudi Arabia, and. Uh, and they're like, oh, well, it's voluntary compliance. And we counted them as wearing masks if they wore masks at least like one day. But it was and after that, because of that, how that was reported, we decided that masks don't work because some people still got sick. I'm like, all right, well, that that was weighted pretty heavily in the, the study. And there, there's a few other things like that um, yeah. that make me think, ah, maybe this isn't great. And and. I think the the frustrating part. There's a bunch of folks who are like, "Mass definitely didn't work," and this study proves it. And I'm like, I, I don't know that this did it. There's there's kind of a lot of little things. I, I just lay out there like what I think about mass is that I think mass mandates are a bad idea, both from a like it's coercive standpoint and also from a it definitely doesn't work standpoint. Like the studies on that are pretty clear. Like mass mandates don't work because people either don't comply or comply maliciously or wear the wrong type of masks or whatever. There's all sorts of reasons mask mandates don't work. There might be certain masks that work well in certain situations and help in certain like environments, but that is different from a mask mandate. All right. So let me ask, ask our viewers this question, right? Like my neighbors in the hospital and, and, Basically, recently, New York State lifted the masking requirements in in nursing homes and rehab facilities and stuff like that. But this this nursing home is or this rehab facility is requesting that you test for COVID and you wear a mask. Now, to me, I don't like wearing masks. I basically eschewed wearing masks. I was never a guy that wore a mask in the car. I never like I respected people's private property rights to require me to wear a mask in their facility. Okay. But like without a specific request, I would refuse to wear a mask. So, but when it comes to going into a nursing home where there's a lot of people that are sick, I took a COVID test willingly. I wore a mask willingly. Like I'm not necessarily proud or not proud of it. It felt like it was the thing to do. Now I do think that there's evidence that mass preventing transmission that, that the transmission rates, they compared like-size areas and like-size counties, and they said this one had a mask mandate, this one did not. COVID went through both places at the, exactly the same trajectory. So I don't know where that fits into this meta-analysis, but I did read or view studies like that that were easily digestible by the average human being, where masks, a general mask mandate has no effect. Like, and that's it. There's a catch 22 there, right? Like if I say yeah. wear a mask and everybody goes, ah, I don't think I will. Is a mandate effective and mandates aren't effective anyway. No one. Right. Be. I mean, so with, with the mandates, it's some folks 
didn't comply at all. Some folks would comply in certain, you know, environments and stores, maybe a doctor's office, but then they'd go and hang out with their friends somewhere. Or, you know, they would go to the bar and they'd wear the mask at the bar and then pull it down to talk and then go sit down and then take the mask off. I'm like, what are we doing? It doesn't matter at that point. You might as well just not wear it. It, it was Right. And the rules were bizarre anyway, right? Like you had to wear a mask into a restaurant when you walk in the door. But the second you sit down, you could take a mask off. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, nobody's buying that. So so how does how do like average IQ, even a low IQ person can say this doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they're talking about. Why do I why would I comply with their rules when they're not yeah. watching me? It, it, so that's yeah. it. it was like to, to me, like um there's still environments where it does make sense. Uh, we got a, this question from from uh, Patricia on, on YouTube who says, uh, my question is, should dentists, doctors, and nurses use masks then? I mean, maybe, right? Like if they, if they have a, you know, a mask that's going to prevent them from spilling on me, I, I'd kind of rather that anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with masks in like a medical environment. It, it's funny. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, my my son's pediatrician they they stopped requiring masks so it's it's funny because i i wasn't at this appointment but my wife like got to see our uh my son's doctor's face for the first time <laughs> oh, cool yeah. uh but 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 an environment like that i wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it especially if like okay every kid there is like probably sick but also do i want my two-year-old to wear a mask now he turned two suddenly you're supposed to wear a mask according to cdc rules no that's that's bonkers like he would not wear it he will yeah. not wear it like we've tried it we say hey buddy like we try putting this on he's like no no okay. thank you no nope. all right uh, man well didn't know then, you were a MAGA voter son that's we've, we've had responses to to uh pandemics or endemics um in the past that we're like hey let's get the healthy people sick with this thing and have it ravaged through their community so that yeah. it doesn't spread as quickly to more more susceptible communities. And so when it came to COVID, I was never convinced that the approach of zero COVID or minimizing the spread, especially amongst younger people, was was strategic, right? Like it it yeah. didn't get us over the hump fast enough. Well, uh, we're going to see what happens to China with that, right? Like, I mean, either the virus has already been spreading through China, which maybe, or like they really did have zero COVID for a while and they're suddenly going to experience full brunt of the pandemic suddenly. So again, if they, if they, if they successfully keep it out of vulnerable populations where everybody here failed, okay. Like too much exposure in nursing homes was, that was ridiculous. Okay. No, yeah, no, was, you know, like bad. no, no localized responses. It was one generalized response. Like the rules in Manhattan are the same as the rules in Osego County. When we have 62 cases, like that's that we'll see what happens in China, like how they manage that because uh, Sweden did just as well as everybody else. Their, their trajectories, their curves generally are the same. They let it spread through their younger population. They kept them active. They kept them interacting with each other. And so it spread through their younger populations. They did have, periods where their morbidity jumped because it got into a nursing home. But here we, we, our government insisted on putting it into nursing homes. That was crazy. Yeah. Still very little, if any accountability from that. <laughs> it's amazing. We, it's like the only guys still talking about it are Tim and Kevin and Shelly. Like it's like, 
it's nuts, yeah. you know. It's a, just a handful of folks. It's, yeah. it's kind of a shame. Uh, let's get this comment from uh, Patrick O'Connor, Facebook. Uh, untrained mask users using cloth masks, of course, do not work in any way. And 95 masks used properly do work, but eventually people let down the guard and will catch the virus. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. I mean, he, we, we've been talking about this stuff for like a while now. Like there's there's different stuff that kind of works. Like we figured out like, oh, actually really good room ventilation kind of helps, right? Like you yeah. open up windows and or like just improve your ventilation system. All right, great. You know, well-fitting masks can can help for a time, although they figured out like even with a well-fitting mask, if you're in like a small unventilated room for half an hour, eventually stuff's going to spread around, right? It's a bunch of different conditions that affect this stuff so maybe it helps for like a few minutes relative to not masking at all but like even with a mask on it doesn't make you either super protected or you know completely prevent you from spreading stuff in in its entirety it there's limitations to this and we can we can think through this and (laughs) instead of just I can't believe it's still playing out in some of the ways that it is where there's still people like we should bring the mandates back. What? Why? Why? No, this that like the mandates definitely didn't work. Uh, you know, like now we're debating like whether or not masks work like at all. This study kind of asserts like they're they're totally useless. Like I don't I don't know that I'm convinced by this this meta analysis yet that they're totally useless, but still like you yeah, mandates, it, it, come on intuitively we know that masks have to work on some level right like some small level like if i have covid and i'm sneezing and and, or just having a hard time breathing you know a mask is slowing down that that transmission okay like that's just common sense but also me getting covid and i did have it i was sick for two days like there's there's going to be parts of the population if they get it they're not getting it again for a long time and yeah. they're not going to be spreading it. And that was something that we never, ever, ever handled appropriately. We we were automatically able to accumulate enough data to say there's efficacy to a vaccine, but we weren't automatically able to conduct studies that said, yes, you know, uh, once you have it, you're basically immune from it for at least a little while. Like, yeah. it, like every other virus that's ever existed on the face of the planet, once you beat it, you beat it for a while, period, right? What? I couldn't believe that messaging that came out of the CDC. Was it like it, it, it was a little bit weird. I mean, like like the messaging that would have made more sense to me is like, well, yeah, you get some immunity, but uh, you might not want to have it anyway. Um, and especially if you are someone who has a medical condition that this could have a serious outcome. OK, you know, like that's I, I get that a bit more. But, yeah, there, there's some odd argumentation about, uh, you know, it being less good than uh the vaccine i i don't know maybe, maybe uh, it's just something i'm misunderstanding but that's i thought that was a bit strange i want to get this comment from uh, clifton <coughs> who says uh those numbers in the nursing homes never had to happen there were other places to put those people a navy ship that could take how many people that wow. was all on government mail your president yeah uh there there was there's a navy ship that basically sat empty in in new york yeah the javits center had 57 people that was it and they were they they were sending people back to nursing homes. And I believe I did a little bit of research on it that 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 they were instead of keeping people in hospitals, putting them in rehabilitation centers to get to recover from COVID. And yeah. it was spread through those those places like wildfire. Yeah, there there are other opportunities out there, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was botched. 
that's that's what it was. There is no, no profit, profit in, yeah. in natural immunity. This message brought to you by Pfizer. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> that's a great yeah, little clip. I love it. I love the clip. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> that's part of it. Listen, I there, there probably is a few advantages to vaccines. Like supposedly, is like the the proteins that they use would be good for multiple variants, but that didn't really like work out either. Like yeah. it just didn't didn't work out that way. Um, I, do, I do want to talk about like I want to change the subject for a second. How much time we got left? We got like thirty seconds left. So if you oh, if you're gonna talk about something else, we're gonna have to save it for either the break or the next segment. I want to tell you what mass study I thought we were gonna be talking about after oh. the break. Hang with us, guys. There's a really good all mass. Right. Study. Oh, you're, oh, you're gonna save for after the break, are you? Yeah, after the, the break. You gotta do it all right, all right. That's well, fine. Well. Yeah, thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. If you're listening on WYSL, we can go to a break. If you're listening online, well, we might keep talking for a few minutes. But we'll be back with one more segment here on A Free Solution. Talk to you soon. solution let's see i had covid in the flu this is clifton on facebook the flu kicked my what you say kicked my ass uh much more than covid did thousands of people have died for years from the flu and we have never went to that extreme but then covid showed up and it's been proven and that has now been proven was made in the lab and the flu for a few years disappeared well you know i'll say this about like the the flu relative to covid there's still a lot of people legit a lot of people died from covid right like i um, I, I think there's there's definitely a lot of folks who really did die from COVID, and it's not just the the, the with COVID thing. It's they died died from COVID. No, my my grandfather almost died from COVID. Understand? It affected him very seriously. He was in the hospital for a month, um, and in in a rehab facility after. Um, doing great now, but uh, but it, it did really affect a lot of folks. Now, the the flu the the. I mean, you could think back to there's been pandemics that did totally shut down the world, like the 1917 flu pandemic really did a number on uh, United States and Europe. Uh, there was a, a lot, a lot of people died, like as, as a percentage of the population, far more than what what COVID did to us. Yeah. Um, and there's been other flu outbreaks, like there's a serious one in, in the 50s where something like that happened. Um, and I think that that might have been the one where it seemed like it might have been something that escaped from a Russian lab too. Nice. Um, but there, there's, there's been a few of these, and you know, there, it, it is weird sometimes where where things seem to like really take off and shut down society, and like the the one in the fifties like had shut down schools in a lot of areas, like just kind of like as it came through, like everything was shut down. But like there, there have been pand- pandemics in the past where like whole towns would die of like a disease, like it would just. Like some towns, like nothing would happen. People would get mildly sick. Other times, like just literally an entire village would get wiped off the map. Yeah, um, I, so I, that's what Balto was about. Is uh, yeah. is about uh getting uh vaccines for uh like a, a village, a remote village, so they didn't all die of this like terrible disease. I I told you about that event we had at, at SUNY Binghamton back in uh, 1985, where it literally. They were taking busloads of freaking college kids to the to the uh, hospital to treat them for dehydration yeah. and and 
excessive vomiting. Like they 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 had to stop them from people were literally dropping in the hallways. And like that thing would be national news now. But it, like I said before, when we talked about it last show or the show before, it, it was nothing. It was a nothing burger. Maybe had a, a, a two minute segment on the news, the Binghamton news. Yeah. Um, the other ones there, we like swine flu in 2009 killed like 284,000 people. Like I was in college that like it was before like cell phones really had news on them. That was like about the time where that transition started to happen. So like, but we weren't really paying attention to it. Yeah. Like, just not, not even like a thing that we, we noticed, but I mean that, that, that one like took off really quick and then burned out quick because they let it know. travel through young people, populations. They, they let concerts go on. They, they knew it was traveling like crazy they didn't want to all of a sudden have a pandemic come in the lap of of the the elected leadership. They were like, the best way to deal with this is to let the kids work through it. They'll be fine. Yeah. I no. theoretically that you know we can we could go back and check the news articles about it, but I think that that's basically how it played out. Yeah, it could be. And I know other folks like uh here saying that like you had three times Maybe natural immunity doesn't like for some folks it doesn't seem to work. And I, I have another friend who had it several times. I've had it once. I've, I've ended up getting exposed several other times and haven't had it. I've only gotten I got one booster. I didn't get the second booster yet because I didn't feel like having a miserable weekend. Right. Um, and yeah, like it. Yeah, it, it makes you feel terrible. Like sometimes like the third one, I was weirdly I was fine. Like I. Yeah. I decided I was going to like chug a whole thing of Pedialyte and like preemptively take some ibuprofen. I I don't know if that was smart or not, but I felt fine the next day, like prepared for it. Like I was preparing for a hangover. Um, well done, Kevin. Well done. I <laughs> know. Um, I'll tell you, like, I, I think the flu vaccine worked this year though. Like my, my son got flu a influenza a, but my wife and I didn't get it all. And, and he, he, we all had our flu shots and he, didn't even get a fever or anything. Just was kind of like coughing for a couple days and then fine. So seemed to work out this time, probably. Or I'm just attributing something to a vaccine that would have happened anyway. Who knows? Yeah, it, that's 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 the problem with some of this statistical accum accumulating science. We there's there's things that we can conject. There's things that we can hypothesize for that are practically impossible to test for. That's that's a big issue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We should, we should probably get back to, to the Let's actual show. show at some point. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll go back in like, I don't know, maybe what, 30 seconds. And uh, we'll do your study, Tim. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. And then historic groundbreaking study. Oh, great. Well, I'm excited for that. And then, <laughs> and then we'll do some fake news. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by Tim, the Freedom Marion O'Connor. Kevin, I'm glad to be back. Guys, I, Kevin told me we were be talking about a mass study, so I kind of just click in mass study, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see why he would want to talk about this. I, guys, I want you to know one of the reasons why I'm reluctant to wear a mask has been borne out by statistical accumulation and data testing. People who think they're more attractive are less likely to wear masks. I thought that <laughs> that we were going to be talking about, Kevin. If you think you're good looking, you don't want nothing to do with these masks. 
Fair. Fair. That's this is a legit. I, I should have probably played it off as fake news, but this is no. Yeah, that would have been a great fake news thing. It's, we should just done that. Le- this is a legit study, um, sort of legit because uh, methodology is always challenging. But it's by uh, it was um, published in the Frontiers of Psychology Journal, um, published late in January. It's kind of breaking some news now because masks are back in in um, back in the news, but. They, they basically asked people um, how they would feel if they were going into a job interview and, and would they like feel confident wearing a mask? Would they want to be wearing a mask? If they wanted to make a good first impression, you know, would they wear a mask? And, and it basically came down to if you thought of yourself as good looking, you definitely didn't want to wear a mask. It's pretty interesting. You know, I believe it. That makes sense. You know, why, why would you cover up? Nice Why would face. you cover this up? This visage. Yeah, yeah you, you gotta, you gotta show it off. And uh, what? What? It's worth the risk. Worth the it risk. is. It is. Uh, all right. Well, I, I got a fake news item uh, that Let's we can it. we can do. So, did Florida, the state of Florida, try to ban dogs from sticking their heads? Out of car windows. Real oh, news or fake news? news or real news? Like they, it's, so like everybody looks at Florida as this bastion of freedom, and then there's a bunch of authoritarian jokers running around that state, <laughs> for their own good. Some left wing lunatic said, "Yes, let's keep the dog safe. Keep your windows up." You calling it real news? It's it's. It, I don't want to. No, nah, it's fake news. Fake Even news. Florida. No, you, you you shouldn't doubt it yourself. It's real news. Uh, it's is real it really? news. So it now it's it it was a bill, it was a proposal, it was part of a, a larger like animal welfare bill, but but Senator Lauren uh book, Democrat from Florida, uh did have that as part of the bill. And yeah, it was, it was supposed to ban dogs from being able to to stick their heads out the window. <laughs> and wow. uh yeah, it turns out people people weren't thrilled about that. They didn't like. Uh, Imagine that, my dog. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 my dog's favorite activity. He like as soon as he gets into the car, he he demands it. He leans up against the window and you know tries to stick his head out and you know which is usually great unless he sees a dog and wants to bark at it. But but otherwise, generally, uh, uh, one of his favorite activities to stick his head out the window and all sorts of weather too. Um, that, that it was again. It was part of a, a bunch of other stuff. Some of which is is a bit more reasonable. Like like uh, I think there there's a provision in there where like if if you're you're not allowed to stick your be- uh, dog unsecured in like the bed of a truck or something, right? Which it, I, okay, it, it ends badly if you secure yeah. it. It ends badly too. So like you really want your dog when you're driving around in a truck, you want them in the cab with you. Um, yeah, I've heard. I'll believe me. Trust me when I tell you, just keep your dog in the cab of your truck. The stories that I've heard are just yeah. So no, you you want to do that. And I, I know some people are like, oh, my dog is right. And like, yeah, but like, even just slamming on your brakes long, it it can go badly. You you shouldn't do that. Correct. Um, Correct. Like it, it's it's tough. There there aren't a lot of good like safety options for dogs. They, they didn't go this far, but you're not supposed like part of the bill is also like not keeping the dog on your lap, not like having the dog on the roof of your car. Um, you know. Like the the dog not having the dog on your lap, I think is going to be tough for a bunch of folks. Uh, but because I know folks with small dogs, my 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 parents' old dog Cosmo 
used to always want to crawl. Like, we could not keep him in the back seat. Like he would, he would find a way to get up front and sit with you. Oh yeah. No matter how hard we tried. And he was, you know, it was good, like 65, 70 pound bulldog. And he wanted to be a lap dog. <laughs> um, I, my lab does that in the car. Sometimes she's that she weighs a hundred pounds. She just wants to be part of you when we're riding in the car. So it's a little bit nerve wracking. And that you can see that's where they, they turn to you for a little bit of, of safety. I think, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but couple other things like there's an animal abuse registry which i'm actually okay with that um like there's like the the concept is like basically if someone's convicted of like abusing animals like a a dog fighting situation whatever else that they they can't go and like adopt more animals it seems reasonable you know yeah so i'd be okay with that i mean chime in in the comments if, if you disagree i'd be interested to hear other perspectives but but for the most part um you know, I think of when when we were growing up, animals were very much just thought of as as property, right? And we've we've at least on a humanitarian humanitarian level, kind of morphed our our belief structure that that animals do deserve a certain amount of respect. I, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, I'm sick of the government growing and whatever, but you know, if everybody agrees, everybody agrees. It's and probably wouldn't be that expensive. Yeah, right. So I'd be all right with that one. Um, so I don't know, like but part of this is also like you, you have to put your dog in a seatbelt, which is tough. They're there and most of the seatbelts for dogs, like they don't they don't work. They're useless. Right. Like I, I researched it. Like I was, I was working at like a a a dog like a pet like product company for a while, and we tried to find one that was good. And I was like, man, there's like one that is okay, and it's like two hundred dollars. No, thank you. Yeah, like not not everyone's gonna get one of those. Like it's sorry, maybe they should, but like they're not. I have to. I, I do. I can't put my dog in a seatbelt because she won't deal with it. But I do have to buckle the seatbelt when my dog sits in the passenger seat because she weighs that much. <laughs> yeah. starts thinking. I have a question for you, Kevin. It, Go ahead. It, it's not exactly fake news, but I got I want to test your your worldly knowledge about. As you know, I'm a major proponent of flying vehicles. As it stands yeah. right now, as it stands right now, one state. One state in this beautiful country has preemptively legalized flying cars. What state? What state is that? Um, Is it Florida? Florida (laughs) No, but that would be a good guess. Oh, man. It's it's the free state of New Hampshire, Kevin. New Hampshire. Well, good for them. Huh? Good, Good for them. They don't, you don't even need an inspection on them. You just, you, you got a flying car, drive it on the road. That's it. Do it. Well, you, you don't even need an inspection. Like they're not going to be like, actually, you need to be a pilot. Pre, no, no, no. None of these flying cars. Listen, uh, there is Alif Aeronautics, a startup backed by a Tesla investor, is promising a flying car by 2025. So that has, it, the, the, they're like, look, the guy who's developing a flying car. This this is not even any more complicated than a Toyota Corolla. Now, the cars that they're talking about right now are um, just short-term hoppers where if you're hitting an obstruction, you can kind of go up, get over the obstruction, and, and move on mm. with your day. Um, they're not. But then they also have in development cars that will go 200 miles on a, a single charge. And they're saying they're going to be on the market $300,000 by 2025. Now, that has prompted like 
a former executive of General Motors saying we could do it in 2024. Like it, this is this is not rocket science. Flying cars. I mean, it might literally be Tim. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I I've been waiting my whole life for this, Kevin. I got to hang in there for a couple more years. I I I want my flying car. As a matter of fact, I'm tempted. I'm tempted. To put my name on the waiting list, although I can't afford three hundred thousand dollars for it. Well, you, you've got to you've got to hustle before then to, to be able to afford it. It's just kind of vlog some hours, man. They yeah. they are promising a thirty thousand dollar flying car by the year twenty thirty. So the way that we're deflating money, that's still going to be three hundred thousand dollars. Everybody, just so you know, <laughs> but <laughs> at least it will be. I, I don't know. UBI is going to be like 50 K a year. So I, I don't know. It'd probably be all right. Yeah. You might be able to get a $30,000 flying car. Be all right with that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, when New York legalizes it, which is going to be never, never like they're, they won't even legalize, but class three, like electric bikes can't go right. over, you know, 20 miles an hour on my bike without, yeah, I mean, like I could, if I packed it, but they need to keep you safe. They, yeah. it's they're doing it for you yeah i get i gotta get like a motorcycle license if i want a class three electric bike that can still only go like 30 miles an hour they, we used to have mopeds kevin but they took them away from us they made them illegal you you can still get a moped you just gotta oh, yeah. get a, a motorcycle license to do it oh yeah that's crazy we used to i was i think i didn't even have a car license like i wasn't even old enough to drive and i could ride around a moped and and not expect to get pulled over um, yeah. So interesting enough, a comment from Patricia, flying cars and household robots. Wait, 2025 will be the Jets there. The name of the law in New Hampshire that preemptively legalizes flying cars is called the Jetson law. Just so you know, they're, it's called the Jetson law. It, 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 I do kind of love that. That's, uh, I, I appreciate that. I do have a fake news thing for you. If, if we do we have time for it. Yeah, we got time. Go for All it. All right. Okay, so breaking news, Kevin. Breaking news. Miami Dolphins superstar cornerback Byron Jones. This guy broke all of the combine records until, like, last year some guy managed to tie him. Uh, has retired abruptly from the NFL at 30, claiming, do not take the injections they give you. Is that real news or is that fake news? Uh, I did see something about that. Uh, I, I think it's real. I, I have no idea what he's talking about, but... well. The inference from it right now, given the current state of the affairs, is that perhaps he's talking about the vaccine. It's it is a real tweet. He he yeah. did say this, um, but upon further research, it was more about the things that they used to keep him healthy when he was suffering from aches and pains. Um, in other words, they were giving him pills, they were giving him shots, and now he feels like he's going to be living the rest of his life in chronic pain. And he's he's really upset. It was not specifically referencing the COVID shot. Oh. Just in case anybody was wondering. Yeah, I, I was scared. People were sharing it like it, it was a COVID thing, but I, I didn't look into it and yeah. thought it might this be something like that. Because like there, there are a lot of professional athletes who like you got to wonder like did, did they give anything to Patrick Mahomes to like get him ready for the Super Bowl? Dude had a high ankle sprain. Like should have been <laughs> looked like he was in an enormous amount of pain. Like like some uh, of these so folks like. Again, they're getting paid millions of dollars, sure, but I get, but like they'll they'll play through like what bees played through like a broken leg a few years back. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's the re so me another great dad moment. I'm like, 
my kid gets a little ankle sprain or something like that. And I'm always like, well, look, Patrick Mahomes played one week later. Like, what the heck, buddy? Get out there. You got you to gotta treat those things. You got to exercise through them. You know, like, I'm awful like that. I'm just awful. Yeah. So well, it's a balance. Like, sometimes, like, all right, you want to play. You got to get moving. Like, sometimes, like, moving around, like, helps, right? But I do, Yes, I, I do. But I do get a little bit. Maybe that's what I'm trying to tell him. I hope he takes it that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. You no, gotta like, exercise bruises. It'll get rid of the the bad stuff. It will help. That's yeah, good. Um, it, it it could go too far. It, I, I try to keep a, a good balance, but I, I do get excited by his athletic success and his athletic endeavors. So, like, I'm I try not to be horrible about it. All right, uh, Tim, you, you put up a comment from. Uh, I know I keep putting it up. My brother it? Pat out there. Uh, yeah, he, he got pulled over on on his motorcycle. That sounds like me. I was, I was very libertarian minded. Even back then he said, I could use it. I used it. I don't need no stinking motorcycle license. There you go. (laughs) Um, so that you, you do what you want, right? Shouldn't need, shouldn't need any license, right? We definitely don't need professional licensing. We don't need hair braiding licensing. We don't need college for hair braiding. Like we don't need any of that. Okay. Like we don't need none of that, but driver's licenses. We need certain certifications that will come in handy, right? Like if you want a guy to work on your house and do some of your electric or or, or things like that, we could use some certification processes. I get it. Tim, on the spot here now, driver's licenses, yes or no? Um, I want to say no, Kevin. No, no driver's license. Would you have been one of the guys booing uh, driver's licenses at the 2016 Libertarian Convention when Gary Johnson's like, oh, you know, Gary, uh, driver's licenses, they're all right. Yeah, I I might have booed it, but it more was a philosophical boo. Like philosophical they exist. boo. <laughs> they exist, okay? Like they exist. We're not going to be winning elections by saying I'm going to do away with uh, like driver's licenses, okay? So I get it. That that's fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> a philosophical boo. I a love philosoph- that. It wouldn't been that emotional. It would have been All philosophical. Right. Uh, we, we we are out of time, though, folks, for the radio show. Thanks everyone who joined us on WYSL. If you were listening online. We're going to go for maybe a couple more minutes. But thanks again for joining us here on WYSL. We'll be back next week. Take care. A free solution. All right. And we're out. We're already getting... Other follow-up questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at look at my brother harassing me about this one. Because he I'm gonna say no. Like I don't, concealed, I don't concealed carry permit, yes or no. No, 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 no. Should, shouldn't have to do no. it. No, the, you need permission to own a, a a pistol? Like, come on, man, and to carry it around with you. And look at what it's it's devastated human rights in, in cities. People don't have the right to de- protect themselves. Good citizens are in fra- are are in fear of their government and in fear of criminals. It's baloney. We're off the air, right? It's bullshit. It's yeah. No, so you, yeah. I mean, you can swear, but you know, don't don't go nuts, Tim. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I I I tend to agree with that too. Uh, concealed carry. No, you you should you should be able to do that. It should be relatively easy for someone without like unless you've had like a certain set of violent felonies like. I, I'm okay with 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 prohibiting gun ownership for that, and that's included in the Fifth Amendment too. You know, you you don't lose your rights except through due process. That's, yeah, that's one of those if you situations. Did something, 
that abridges society's rights. Like you don't have the same rights as everybody else. And honestly, I maybe never should have them again. You know, yeah. like, we've gone too far in categorizing some of our crimes as that though, you know, but victimless crimes, possession crimes, stuff like that, that, that shouldn't get the rank of conviction that they get probably. Yeah. No, for sure. I know that's I mean, people debate want to debate when they're that. Like they're dealing drugs. I'm like, well, yeah. possession. They have it in their pocket. Like, I mean, it's, it's so that like if you have used marijuana, you, you're not supposed to be able to get a gun. Well, ridiculous. Yeah, I have a machine gun, but I haven't shot anybody with it. I go to jail for thirty fucking years. I mean, excuse yeah. me, that's crazy. That's nuts. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm not saying that I have a machine gun. <laughs> I don't have one. I just don't. ATF's going to be knocking on your door. Yeah. I, I haven't used it for anything. I don't like stop that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I was about to get that comment from yeah. John on YouTube. Seatbelt laws. Hell no. He says, uh, yeah, I agree. John. I, I agree. Like you, you should probably wear your seatbelt, but I, I, I don't think that there should be uh seatbelt laws i i think that the debate the waters of the seatbelt debate have been muddied by emotion it's another one well, for, where... for, for for adults I, like i'm I, I, it's a little bit different for me with kids but I, I i looking back i mean i think i was at the, be the beginning of when they were starting to say hey you really got to put my kids were at the beginning of way hey you've got to put your kids in a car seat and looking back I actually am really glad of that. I'm glad it became an option. Um, I think it's great. Um, so I, the free market would have won anyway. So with yeah. that, you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, with the with the car seat stuff. I mean, it's it's interesting because like definitely for for young kids, and there should be some sort of like secure, uh, you know, seatbelt or or car seat device for especially small children. And it should be required. I'm okay with that because, again, kids are a little bit – you treat them a little bit different because they, they can't, like, advocate and consent for themselves in the same way, right? right. Uh, although I, I do have mixed feelings about requiring car seats, like, as far down as we do now because – For, like, 30-year-olds. Like, you shouldn't have to have a car seat. Yeah, basically. They get up uh, at 12 years old, I think. You're supposed to be in a car seat. Uh yeah, uh it's it's it it goes pretty far. Um, and it's my my, my wife and I disagree on this one because I'm, like, there's there's a great Freakonomics episode about this where I think that like the American family has actually shrunk in part because of car seat requirements. Because if you you can't fit three of those things in a small sedan, like it's just not possible. So you have to get a minivan. And okay, so I'm gonna upgrade my car in addition to all the other expenses of like having a third kid and that like knocks a bunch of people out from like having another child is that they can't fit the car seats in there anymore because even as they're older you still need to have them in a car seat like you know again 10 11 12 years old now you're supposed to put them in a booster seat and the the, the data for those like for really young kids for like very young kids like we're talking like four and under car seats are really helpful yeah above that the data is a lot more mixed. It's it's, it, it's kind of hard to say. The data the data about about car seats or seatbelt <laughs> for adults saving lives negates or neglects to talk about uh, technological advancement in impact zones that they built into cars. So they're just saying seatbelts save lives, 
it's it's an unclear statistical um fact oh, it's, sure. it's not... that's that's part of it too uh, but but like specific the kids like they're in actual testing and the the car seat companies are really like cagey about releasing this data there isn't like would say like a six-year-old wearing like just a normal seat belt in the back seat uh compared to the same you know like dummy wearing the uh, like in a booster seat or a car seat setup not really a huge difference Correct. i do like your comments <laughs> steve, that was, I, I steve, uh, steve becker on facebook kids can't reach the pedals if seat belted that, that <laughs> is important gotta gotta be able to reach back. those uh, even though, like on 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 uh, driver's license law, I never answered it for myself on radio show. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm okay with driver's licenses, um, especially because I I walk in my neighborhood frequently and see a bunch of jackasses driving around, almost killing me and my son and my dog. Uh, well, I, I'm almost like the opposite of this. Like you should have to retest every few years because there's a bunch of people who are just stupid on the road. I I think that there's there's. A different way of dealing with it um but i get what you're saying actually I, i'm i'm not picturing a crowded neighborhood with you know an 18 year old screeching his tires down my driveway with my kid walking outside like i'm not picturing that i'm picturing where i live where it's like man if i don't have a car i gotta get stuck. oh yeah no it's, it's way it's way different like yeah. in, in the city like in a, a dense like neighborhood where people are walking around and stuff and there's houses and everything it, it's definitely way thing. different than like where, where i grew up too i grew up and on the outskirts of Oriskany, new york i couldn't go to school or see my friends or do anything without driving at least like 15 minutes yeah um and you know That's so like at year. 60 like the moment i could get my license i i got it yeah, I, I think what, what it's turned into is too much of a revenue system versus a competence-based system. And if we were just like, let's make sure they're competent. I, I do, I worry because I have kids, young kids that drive and, and it does, I did, I, I'm glad that they're licensed. I'm glad that they went through the rigors of being tested. So I guess I'd have to kind of, my answer has to be nuanced. Like, should it be like, should I have to pay for it every four years? No, like maybe yeah. I should recertify like, Next, like when I turn sixty, I'm okay with that. Like I, I don't yeah. know, there it's are like people. like to me, it's like like a every ten years thing or something, right? Yeah, because yeah. there's also folks like you know, seeing this happen, the people who live in like New York City and they just don't drive. They own a car, they got their license when they're sixteen, and then they'll go twenty years without driving, and and they could still just like kind of step up and walk, That's get behind a wheel. Point. Plus they pay those fees, they could just jump in a car and drive. Exactly. You, gotta, you you pay your, your fee to the government and yeah, sure, you can jump in. Like you, should, <laughs> you have to recertify every every once in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, like not frequently. It shouldn't be like cost prohibitive, right? Like I don't I don't want to do that. Um, just every once in a while, maybe be, be reminded of the rules of the road. Um and, and we are getting a, a, a bunch of uh good comments here too you know yeah. patricia on youtube so by the time my kids are 10 they were taller than me how tall do you have to be to not use a car seat <laughs> i may need a booster seat that's yeah fair. kind of that's yeah. that's kind of how it is um and and shelly's saying my kid was legally supposed to be in a car seat for a driver says again if you're you're small like yeah, yeah. like you it's that, uh you it's, be able it's, to see over the dashboard yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit goofy, and then uh, a longer one from Clifton. I agree with car seats, but how far uh, they are going with it's crazy. How many of us ride around the back of station wagon all the time? I know kids that did it all the way to Florida from New York and survived. It's not a law to keep us entertained while our things are being pushed on us. So I don't know. Like I think there's this is one of those things where like 
One, I agree. My, my my grandma had a station wagon where we had like the, the back ones, yeah. like where you're facing, looking out the back window. Love that as a kid. Thought that thought that was the coolest thing. But it had like the, the wooden panel station wagons. It's one of those ones. Um, nice. Yep. And so 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 yeah, like with the, the car seat laws, I don't think it's like a I don't know that's necessarily a malicious thing necessarily on behalf of the lawmakers. I think it's one of those things where it's really easy to prey on the fear of like, well, wouldn't you rather err on the side of safety for kids? That's right. A, Someone think of the children. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you, you like, cause again, when, when I, when I say this argument, like to my wife and to other people too, like, I don't know. I don't think like a seven year old that should have to be in a car seat. They're like, Oh, you monster. What if it's unsafe? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like statistically, it's not, and like they're not studying it well, and like, but no, wouldn't you just? I think we just err on the side of safety, and it just just err on the 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 side of safety. That's the thing, and that's that's the slippery slope, Kevin, that we all travel down, right? I I had to yeah. put this up here because I knew it would get your blood boiling before we finished the show. That's so stupid. It, it they've taken the next steps to strip Disney World of its special district control. They've Yeah. Oh no, did I lose my internet? Or did Tim? Tim, you still with me? Did you hang up on me? <laughs> no, I think I think we we temporarily um, lost um lost connection, there. connection One of us did. Yeah. But, no, I figured uh, you'd enjoy this. We could actually probably do a show on uh on this one for you right well, I, like i i think i did a whole episode when like this happened like this is this is ron santos being like just totally bad faith here like it's the the the, the special district for disney makes sense right like he's, he's trying to like attack the woke people at disney but like the counties don't want to take on all the services that disney provides for itself because they are a big corporation with a lot of land that they control in that area, and the counties are not equipped to deal with that stuff. It's going to cost them just buckets and buckets of money. Like they, they, the counties can't do it. Right. They, they've, according to Ron, they've addressed those concerns, which he said were legitimate. I will say that. Uh, one of the reasons why though like why like let the i mean maybe this is the libertarian to me but let, let the no. corporations do their thing let the corporation pay its own bills yeah like, exactly provide like, those why put down the taxpayers for for net for a net i literally it's basically inferred from the statements that they're making that disney world is saving money on some of the services that the government should provide like that's an unfair competitive advantage oh, um goodness. whether that's accurate or not is it's just how they mouthpiece this stuff um one of the arguments that i found persuasive for lifting the special district is that there was a contract in place or at least an implied not persuasive in that i i think it's a good thing just hear me out before you get mad at me. Right, go, go ahead. I'll hear you out. I'll... Yeah. That basically Disney World made some promises when they were going to do this. They were going to build some sort of super new age city and it was going to be really cool. And what they did instead was build an extension onto their theme park. You know what I mean? And they kind of just took advantage of the agreement that they had in place to build a city, which is why they needed this special district. Uh, but they didn't make good on their end of it. That's the only argument I could see. Like, Meh. The rest of it is just cheap shots. Yeah. Like, again, mo most of this to me seems like 
Ron DeSantis is trying to score some points to run for president, and it's going to cost the people of Florida money. Yeah, and and move it, it, it services away from a privatization back to the government. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> Disney's going to be like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and it'll probably like it'll both cost the taxpayers more money. Disney will sort of save money, but we'll probably lose out in less effective services because now again, they're, they're not used to having to run things to mm. a theme park, Yeah, uh, which now they have to have special access to be able to get in and, and move around and navigate. And like, it's, it's going to be a whole thing. Like it, it's that's totally unnecessary. It is. It, you're right. It's got it. It's going to make, it's going to make taxes more expensive for Floridians who don't yeah. pay, pay tax right now already. So now it's going to go up. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that, that's one of those things where when, when politicians like do this petty stuff just to score political points and it, and it hurts the people of their state. Like Andrew Cuomo did this all the time. Kathy Hochul does this all the time. Correct. And I resent them for it. And if I lived in Florida, I'd probably resent Ron DeSantis even more for this type of nonsense. And well, this is actually like a successful model, right? Like, Disney takes care of these things effectively with almost zero complaints about the services that they offer with almost zero complaints about their health care that they provide for their emergency services that they provide. And now we should be going in the other direction. We should have more of this. Right. Right. Exactly. They make their own laws, you know, like he's making it about Disney's uh, Disney employees desire to bash him. And uh, yeah, the, the don't don't say Gabriel, which they they exaggerated their side of that story. But he 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 could have just left it at that. We, Disney lost business. Disney was yeah. going to correct that on its own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They, you know, if there there are consequences for it, they didn't like. Okay, then they they suffered those, and that's that's their business. They get to figure that out moving forward. But now, what I I don't I don't like the idea. Of of any president using or or governor using their power to like punish their enemies, corporations, personal, whatever. And we had enough of that in Biden, in Trump, in Obama, like yeah, so much. So like I, Steve back uh, I'm sick of it. Done, done with them. Pluto is a creepy EMT. Yeah, Steve, Steve Becker. He would be Pluto's. No, be dog. Um, so I, I don't know. Have you checked out any of like Larry, the Larry Sharp Club thing he's doing? It's actually pretty fun. I, does I listened it. to uh, last night's show today when I was working, and uh, he had some really he had some interesting guests. He had a conservative uh, who was actually not like not particularly conservative. They were more libertarian, but they didn't want to admit to it. And then he had two other people. Like they talked a little bit about uh, identity politics. They had Carla mm-hmm. Gorecki from. Uh, the free state New Hampshire. Um, it was, and I can't remember the other, the other two people's names, but they were both, all three of them were compelling guests for sure. Nice. I uh, know that I'll have to check it out. I, I catch those occasionally, but um, I was on it. it was, yeah, I, exactly. Was I, I caught the one you were on. Yeah. That was the best one so far, but the other ones are okay. You know, like they're not bad. They don't have you, you know, they don't have me every single time, but they wow. weren't that bad. You know, like they were okay. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, I think we're gonna call it a night, though. All uh, right, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun, folks. Uh, but I've got to edit this tonight. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Let's get off the air. All right, Kevin. Thank you yeah. very much for doing that. 
Thanks, yeah, everybody, absolutely. for being here. Thanks for joining us. Have a great night. A free solution. 